have you ever met that person and thought, oh my gosh, how does she live like that? I would love to have her life. Or how is he just lucky all of the time? It just seems like everything always works out for him. Well, today's guest, I'm super excited to bring on for her to share how the law of attraction has worked in her life. I actually just met her a few weeks ago. We were in Georgia for a workshop. And as I learned more about her, I said, oh my gosh, I have to have you on the show to share with my audience how to live their life more fully alive. So a little bit of background on this little firecracker. Dylan Miller has a very similar background, but a little bit different than mine. But I'm so excited for what she's bringing to the world now. She came from corporate America, very structured, making six figures, happy, excelling, you know, growing up the corporate ladder to finding flexibility and freedom in network marketing and working her way up in a network marketing business and reaching the top 1% and building phenomenal teams. Through that process, she learned a lot about self-development, practiced self-development, but it wasn't until she met a life coach and started working with a life coach where she learned about the law of attraction and how that really came into play. Once she learned that, it was like off to the races for her. So she started sharing what she learned from her coach with other people and now has built, co-founded an institute, Pursuit Institute with her husband, Dave, and they're Canadian and just picked up and moved their two wonderful daughters and dog to Barbados. And so it's been fun to watch somebody kind of have the same journey as I did coming from government to network marketing and to coaching and, you know, picking up everything and moving to Maui and living part-time in Belize now. And just knowing that it's possible, but she does such a great job of explaining how it's not about that person's lucky or someday I could do that, or I'm not enough to do that, that you are absolutely able to achieve anything you want in life, rather that's specific career or location or whatever it may be, is that this episode will absolutely help you get the desires of your heart. Welcome to the Living Alive Podcast. I'm Autumn Shields, a master connect coach, speaker, author, and serial entrepreneur. And most importantly, your hostess here to help you live your life alive. See, I believe we all have the ability to feel and be guided by life's nudges to live on purpose. So I'm inviting you to take this journey with me. Rather you were here just wanting to dip your toe in the water and see what this is all about, or maybe you were ready to dive deep. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. On this show, you'll hear powerful life-changing stories from thought leaders of all walks of life that are stirring things up. We will guide you on living your life fully alive, how to identify the nudges, and why living a healthy lifestyle actually makes a difference. So get ready to be inspired, challenged, and connected because it's your time to make a splash. Hi, Dylan. Welcome to the show. Hey, Autumn. It is so great to see you again after you know meeting you about a few weeks ago. So thank you for joining on today's episode. And I asked you to share with the audience about what living your life alive means to you. And then I want to dive into kind of what I believe your jam is that you can share with the world. So tell me what living your life alive means to you. You know what? That's a really awesome question. I love that. And I really living your life alive means living your life while you're here because well we're all here until we're not mm -hmm. right and that's just the fact right although we live in a very infinite universe 
us in the, I say like the meat stick that we live in, right? The vessel, our body, it's finite, mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, I think that we don't need examples of this in our lives. I mean, even if you haven't had somebody close to you uh, die, you know that it's a fact, right? It's actually one of the seven basic fears that people have, right? But I think it's only a fear is because people aren't living their life while they're here, right? They're saving all the good stuff till the end, right? Like when I retire, then I'll do this. Yes. When the kids are older, then I'll do this. When yes. my spouse does this, then we'll do this. And so for me, it's just, it's really setting the intention and saying, how do I, what's the vision I have for my life? What do I see this happening? And truly diving in and saying, I get to do this now. I can have this and I can have this. My kids can be little and I can grow my business. Um, I can grow my business and travel. I can travel and have amazing relationships. And, and truly understanding that we live in an and world, not an or world. It's not, I can have this or this. It's yes. I can have this and this. And knowing that you're unstoppable with it and, and just, you know, doing all the things and not waiting. You are such a great example of that. Obviously from building a business to having a family to just packing everything up and moving to Barbados, which is similar to what I did on Maui and now and doing in Belize. And I just had a conversation with somebody that was young this morning. And it's always like, well, when, when I have enough money, when I have vacation okay. time to go visit that place, when I, you know, planning for a family, whatever it is, is it's always that when, and then all of a sudden another year passes, another year passes. And that's the scary part to me is that it is short. So I know when I met you and we were talking about, you you know, you've had so much success in your life and really set those goals, but it's just not about setting goals because I think so many people in life say, okay, I want that. I want to be able to just make that decision and set those goals. And then mindset, you know, that is your jam is talking a lot about mindset and the energy yeah. around that. So it's not just making a decision because I think making that decision is important to say, Hey, right now I'm making the decision to live my life fully alive. And I know when I did that, when, you know, both of our backgrounds are also in network marketing is that when I finally said, okay, fine. Okay. I'm in, I'm going to do this. Then all of a sudden, all that fear came in like, well, who am I to do something like this? I have no history of success. I don't know enough people, or I don't look that part or I, whatever it is, it can drown somebody in like the first two minutes of that decision. And so I think a lot of people recognize, especially depending upon where you're listening from, you know, you're Canadian, I'm American, and we have so much at our fingertips. There's so many things and opportunities out there. So it's not a lack of usually resources. It's okay. Now there's resources. I see them, but how do I interact? How do I make that jump and get past that fear? That's right. It's, it's so funny because it's like, it comes down to the decision. But what it really comes down to is where you're making the decision from. So if you're making your decision based on what you currently can see, hear, smell, taste, and touch, then you've gone as far as you're ever going to go, period, right? Like our five senses are there to keep us safe and in the moment, right? But they're not there to get us where we want to go. Yes. That's just not, that's not it. So what I love to say to people and what what I've always done up until gosh, in the last 10 years, up until 10 years ago, I was programmed. If you can't see, hear, smell, taste, and touch it, it's not for you, right? Where then I switched my, my thinking to going, as long as I can think about it and create it first in my mind, then it's for me. And it's not for anybody else. Like it's not for anybody else to decide what I can and can't do. It's, it's not meant for anybody else. It's meant for me. So what I did from that moment on was I started to create 
my goal achieved self? Like who was she? Right. Because and getting into network marketing, man, it's like a crash course in personal development. Everybody's yes. like, oh, create your vision board and do this and do this. Well, what I was finding was I was taking all the courses and listening to all the YouTube videos and listening to all the podcasts and I was doing all the things and I had my vision board. They were all outside of me. It was like me looking at them yes. versus me coming from them. Right. So now it's like, yeah, okay. I have a vision board now, but it's like, I'm in the vision board and that's where I make my decisions from. It's like, if I'm not making my decisions from her, my husband always says like, he can see me look up when I'm making decisions because that, I guess that's where she hangs out is she's like in the top, <laughs> top right hemisphere of my brain. Cause I'm like, I look at her and I say like, do we do that? Like, do we hang out with these people? Do we think about that? Do we eat that? Do we move our body? Do we do this for our relationships? Do we do this for our business? And it's either for her. I'm so clear on who she is now. I know exactly what she thinks. I know exactly what she does. I know exactly where she's going. She has everything that I desire in my life. Like if she were the proverbial bus comes along and she gets taken out, she's going to like just be slow clapping, right? She's going to be so pumped with how she lived her life that it's like, all I have to do is make decisions from her. That's my only job. And so how, say, did you, how did you get introduced to her or how did you create her? Because I feel like an example is like looking through a magazine, you know, as a little person and saying, oh my gosh, someday I want that life. And, or you see a relationship that maybe wasn't your parents, but you see somebody else's relationship and think, wow, is that kind of love even possible? So even though you're not experiencing it, I feel like there is that gap of like, well, I'll probably never have that, or I can't have that. But then my higher self, my better self, my other person self is there and she's obviously created. So how did you create or meet her? Well, I think it's first acknowledging where you've come from too, right? So first what I had to do, and I worked with a coach on this, which is what ultimately got me into coaching because I'm going, oh my gosh, this is an incredible process when you do it, right? And you have someone kind of guiding you through and holding you accountable to it, right? But for me, it was like, first I had to acknowledge where I've been because you have to know where you are and where you're going. So I know initially when I first started setting goals, because everybody's like, you have to set goals. I was setting goals, but again, they were outside of me, right? It's like if I was living in Toronto and I wanted to drive to Florida, I have to first know that I'm in my driveway in Toronto, right? I have to know where I am. And I have to know that my destination is Florida, right? The key part is, is for me, I didn't take action on anything until I, I knew everything, yes. which means I never took action. So then it's like saying, okay, you're in Toronto. You want to drive to Orlando. You have to know every road you're going to take. And it's like, no, you don't. You just have to know the first road. You have to know your end destination and you have to know, okay, I need to first turn left. And then I'm going to turn right and then I'm going to get on the highway. And then my GPS, which is our intuition, okay? My, my car GPS, my intuition is my car's GPS. It's going to guide me, right? And if yes. I'm not listening to it, if I'm only paying attention to what I can see here, smell, taste, and touch, and I don't yes. know where I'm going, I'm just driving around haphazardly and I don't know where the heck I'm going, okay? Whereas the moment I know where I'm going and I've got my GPS tuned in, it doesn't matter whether there's construction or an accident on the highway and I have to detour. It doesn't matter, right? But what happened for me up until 10 years ago, I'd be driving along and then a, a detour would happen. And instead of following my GPS or my intuition to, to just detour and pivot, 
I would, it's like I was pulling over to the side of the road crying, going, I'm stuck, I'm stuck, I'm stuck, because I didn't know, right? So what happened was I first had to say, okay, this is where I am, fact, this is where I am, this is what my health looks like, this is what my relationships look like, this is what how much money is in my bank account, this is what my professional life looks like, and I went through kind of all the areas of my life, okay? The good, the bad, the ugly, it's just factual. All of it. No judgment, no judging. Don't judge it, just, it is what it is. It is. It is what it is. Right. And acknowledging that the majority of it was programmed into me. Right. And, yes. and our, I call them paradigms, right. Or they're, it's your habitual yes. way of thinking. And it's, it's programmed into us by the time we're like seven or eight years old. Right. So it's going, okay, these things were programmed into me. Are they true? No, they're not. However, I was told at some point that they were true. And then I looked for evidence and I searched for it over and over again to find yes. that it was true. And the law of attraction kicked in and you know, I found all this evidence, even if it wasn't true, right? Like how many people were told money doesn't grow on trees or money is the root of all evil. And then we wonder why we're in our thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, and we're poor and we're living paycheck to paycheck, or we're, we've got these, we're saving money for a rainy day. We wonder why that happens is just because, well, that's what you were programmed. Well, guess what? Just like anything, you can reprogram yourself, right? right. You can reprogram that GPS to take it where you want to go. But first you decide where you're going. That's the first step to anything. And you have to be so clear on that. And then the only question after that is I kept asking myself is, okay, what does she believe? Okay, well, she doesn't, she doesn't believe money doesn't grow in trees. She actually believes that it's energy and that it comes where it's welcome, right? And that's what she believes about money. Okay, well, what does, she was programmed to believe this about health, right? Well, what does, what does she believe? Cause she's really healthy and she lives in a really healthy vessel. And, um, what, what does she believe? Okay. Well, she believes this about food and exercise and whatever. Right. And it's just like, I just reprogrammed all of my beliefs to going, okay, who am I? And then I became her. Right. So it's this first step, acknowledge where you are, then create where you're going. Cause you get to be the creator because everything's already created. God, source, universe, energy, whatever you want to call it. doesn't really matter. Everything's already created. It's already here in one form or another. So now you get to be the creator. That's what we are as humans, right? So you create yourself. And then step three is you become them. I love that. So then it's the becoming. I want to back up really quick. I think something you said super important about finding evidence because our backgrounds are similar. You were in corporate, you know, in the medical field, I was in government, which is obviously very structured in environments. And then you take a peek out and you see, okay, well, there's this other way to live to, you know, be my own boss or create my own day or make a life by design. What happens is you get in the car and I think so many people aren't clear. I knew I didn't want that. And so one thing I had to do is I could not get that vision clear because it was too big for me, but I knew what I didn't want. And so I started from that place. Like, look, I don't want to work nine to five, which is really seven to seven, or I don't want somebody telling me what I'm worth. Or I want, I don't want something that I don't have flexibility in. I don't want to be in an environment where I don't grow in. So I had to start saying, I don't want. So then I started thinking, okay, I want that. So then I would peek out and I was like, there's no way I, there's, there's no way what happens is like, it's just getting in the car. So then I wouldn't even start turning right or left. I'd run back. Oh, I'm just going to run to Costco. I have a to-do list. I have to go pick up my kids. Yep. <laughs> So then I'm just going to run right. And this is my GPS knows this. They even know where I work. My GPS is good. So what I think that I had to do is accept that I didn't have the full vision. And somebody said, start saying things that aren't true. Like I am a, I am a regional vice president. I'm a director. I'm a, you know, whatever it is. I'm a CEO. I'm, and I was like, no, I would never do that because I think that's, those things are earned. 
they are earned. I just hadn't earned them yet. I hadn't gotten there yet, but I started saying these things, speaking life over my life. And I thought, wow, this stuff is actually working. Like then I could start seeing the evidence. So then I started searching the evidence. I was trying to find evidence that I couldn't do it. And a lot of times people think, can I do this? Yeah, I'll do it. No, I was trying to find evidence that I couldn't. I was like, well, she's doing it. She has five kids and he's doing it. He just had like a huge house fire and got over cancer. And like, I started looking for evidence and I'm like, look, like all these amazing people are going ahead with things stacked against them. So no matter what I stack against myself, it doesn't really compare. I kept, I started losing my excuses. And so yeah. that evidence I sought out personally, I lost right. the evidence against myself. That's right. And it, you're always going to find evidence based on your belief system. So your and and this mm-hmm. is what you're doing when you're creating your higher self, you're reprogramming your self-image, right? Because we can never outsmart our self-images regardless, like our, our self-image is programmed and then it's up to you to reprogram it based on what you want and then make decisions from that place. And either way, the law of attraction is kicking in. Either I, way, you're going to get what you believe every single time. And I really want to stop you and talk about the law of attraction. But I think what you said is so important. It's not just creating evidence. We sometimes seek evidence that said, see, I'm right. See, everybody yep. else that's doing this is five, eight and I'm only five, six. So I can't do this. So yep, yep. There's, there goes my evidence instead of saying, Hey, look, I know that's evidence, but I think that's where coaching comes in. So important or having people speak life and true life into you saying, look, you're five, six. And I know you think everyone's five, eight, but that's not true because you think that's the truth. It's not the truth. So we need to check ourselves a lot because I'll say, see, that's the truth. I can't do that. And then I seek that evidence out, but it's such an important point that you made is like, you're still coming from a place of seeking evidence that you want to find. So be careful that evidence. That's right. So if you have these stories in your head about money, for example, um, and saying that, well, you know, money's the root of all evil, and then you attract in friends who also believe the exact same thing. And then we end up going, and I always say to people, how you do one thing is how you do all things. Okay. And, and which is true. If everybody looks at their life, you'd be like, dang, yeah, how I do one thing is how I do all things. So when you start attracting them in and then we normalize it, right? So it's like, we've normalized going, oh, well, all of my friends are poor, so I guess I'm going to be poor. Or all my friends hate their job, so I guess I'm supposed to hate my job. Oh, they have crappy relationships, so I guess I'm supposed to have a crappy relationship. Oh, they're obese. I guess I'm supposed to be uh, overweight too. Oh, and then we we normalize it. We make sense and we justify it. And this is where you can see every day that like attracts like, right? So it's up to you, just like you said, Autumn, to create it in your mind first and say, no, this is who I am. This is who I am. And then you will attract in all the people, places, things, tools, resources you need to then become that person, right? And that's one thing. And you can take the network marketing arena. That was one thing I learned on my journey getting to the top 1% as well. It's like, it, it didn't actually happen until I told myself that it was already done. Yes. It was already done, right? And I stopped the grind and the hustle and like all those ugh, words, like grind and hustle the, the energy around those two words is like, ugh. like I, I, there's no part of me wants to have grinder hustle in my life at all. Mm-hmm. And it was like the moment I created her and then started making decisions from her, it was like hitting that easy button. It was like all of a sudden, Ooh, new leader there. And they're building out a team and another stream of income just like fell onto my lap. And like most people would say, Oh, that's such a big coincidence. And I'm just like, I, I don't believe in coincidences. No. I don't believe in luck. Like I make my own luck and it happens through my thinking period every single time. 
it is so much fun to play with that. So let's talk about the law of attraction and how that played a part into your journey of living your life alive, which means success in numerous businesses and achieving more than you ever thought maybe 10 years ago, you would achieve in a totally different place. So how did that law of attraction, when did you get introduced to that or start believing in it? And how does that play out for you now? So the, I, I was introduced to the law of attraction. I think everybody's heard of the secret. Yes. I always have to say it like that because it's like a big secret, right? And it's not a secret. Everybody's talking about it. There's mm -hmm. a book about it. There's a documentary on Netflix. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. And it's like everybody's talking about it, but there's not millions of millionaires or successful people or everybody's getting what they want because they're not using yes. it. So this is what happens is we we pour all this knowledge into our mind and, and we have a very uh, knowledge rich society. I mean, so many people walking around with a BA and something, yeah. right? And it's just like, okay, you've, you've gone to university, you can say you did that. But there's like, I don't even know what the statistic is. There's like a huge chunk of those people that aren't doing what they went to school for, right. but they can say they went to school, right? So we pour all this knowledge into our minds. And then we end up settling based on what our self image tells yeah. us to do, right? So that's where kind of the we get stuck. So for me, I remember learning about the secret. Gosh, I was like high school when that documentary first came out. And I remember my mom watching it on Oprah and thinking, oh, that's a really cool concept, right? Oh, yes. look at that, the secret. But that's all it was. Again, like I said before, it was something outside of me. It was something because I wasn't aware of how it worked. I thought, oh, well, it's just these people sitting up here and Oprah that know about it, right? Oprah talks about it all the time, right? But it's like that it was just something that they did. But then when I, again, it was when I got my first coach and she really started talking about universal law and it was like, oh, it's not enough just to understand these things. But then you start to, like we just said, you start to see evidence that it's working all around you. And I can see a hundred percent how I lived the first 30 years of my life. You know, I attracted in mm -hmm. everything, right? But for yes. me, I wasn't great up until then taking responsibility for that. I was an excellent blamer. If something didn't go right in my life, I could always link it back to somebody else. Oh, my manager. Oh, the government. Oh, yes. my husband. Oh, it's because mm -hmm. of my kids. Oh, it's because I always had a reason. And it's like, when I stopped putting, there's also the universal laws, the cause and effect. Okay. Yes. When I stopped giving away the cause, I became the cause. My thinking, my mindset became yes. the cause. And then the effect started by law, taking care of itself. And I was attracting in all the things that I needed. So whether it was when I made the decision on it, so my oldest daughter is 11 now. So it's, there's again, not, not an accident that there's a link between my awareness growth and having my first child. So for all the moms out there that you're going, yes, like motherhood doesn't, it just changes you in so many different ways. Right. So when I first started growing my awareness, it was like, okay, I see what I've attracted it up until this point. Well, that was when I made the decision that I wanted my work life to look different. Okay, well, and then again, my habitual way of thinking, you can't do that. You did all this schooling. Like I had just finished my master's degree to like, so I could continue climbing the corporate ladder. It was like, you just finished all this schooling. You just invested all this money. You're getting, yes. I was making six figures at the hospital, right? So like, what am I complaining about, right? It had a pension and benefits and all the whistles and all the things, right? But I was like, again, I was like, what if I could still have all those things yes. and 
I get to show yes. up and be the mom and wife and daughter and sister yes. and friend and all the things that I want to be. So I started asking that what if, right, to kind of bypass my habitual way of thinking, just to kind of say my then my habitual or my my paradigm. So kind of say, oh, she's just playing what if she's she's not actually going to take action on this. But really, what my paradigm underestimated was my will, my oh, willpower, right. right? And when my intuition and my imagination link up with my will, oh my gosh, I'm like unstoppable, right? Now I have evidence because over the last 10 years, it was like, if I wasn't doing this, I did this. And if it wasn't this, I did this. And now 10 years later, right? Even in the last year, we sold everything in Canada, took the kids and the dog, moved to Barbados, just because my husband and I said, what if we didn't, we love hot heat, give it to us. Like what right. every day was a vacation, right? And then, yeah, again, I, I immediately all the things pop in on why you can't do it. But I just said, no, we're not going to think about why we can't do it. And we're only going to attract in how we can do it. And again, it's just more evidence. And I keep piling it up, right? Because either way, the law of attraction, like attracts like, I'm going to attract in or thoughts or things, whatever catchy saying you want to call it. I'm going to attract in what I'm thinking about. So I'm either thinking about where I want to go or I'm thinking about where I've been, which I can't even do anything about, or I'm thinking about where I currently am, which is going to get me more of the same. I love that you brought up. First of all, we have to take inventory. Just don't judge it. Just take inventory. Then make the decision to kind of figure out, okay, who am I trying to create? What am I trying to create? Even if you can't see the whole thing. But I think a part of like understanding that law of attraction is taking responsibility, which is sometimes the hard part. And you had to take responsibility for exactly where you were. And it's not necessarily a fault. It's just like a lot of programming or, and then sometimes those caused us to make choices that maybe weren't in our best favor, whatever it may be. But then realizing just being curious changes a lot. And I think it almost makes, it's just as powerful as making a decision because if I'm curious, like, well, what if, and, or what else is possible? And I started asking that question in my own life, well, what else is possible? Good and bad. So if I had a really bad day, I'd be like, what else is possible? If I had a really good day and I was killing, I was like, well, what else is possible? Because then it just opens everything up because I can't create a vision that I can't see. So I might be able to look right. at a magazine or look at your life or look at somebody else's life. But for me, for my personal authentic life, I might not see it extremely clear, but taking that responsibility, asking those questions, becoming curious, and then realizing to start trusting yourself and saying, you know what? I am worth it. I, you know, that worth comes in and all those reasons, every time something's not right, like, oh, what am I doing? I have, I just got my master's. You just put that aside and say, well, what else is possible? So what I have my master's, what else is possible? And right. then it is amazing. The people that come in your life, the right coach, the right company, the right people, everyone's trying. And you're like, it, I almost feel like sometimes I'm on a reality TV show. Once I'm in that flow. And once you say in that law of attraction, I'm like, did this person like sit on the plane next to me? Like, and say everything I was just thinking, like somebody's playing a trick on me. Then you go into work and somebody says something, or then you get a phone call and you're like, come on, this is, this must be a trick because it's that aligned. It's that much yep. fun to play with. Yep. And this is where, when you start realizing too, that life is happening for you, not to you. And we've all heard that, but when you think, like really think about it, like everything that's happened in your life, the good, the bad, the ugly has happened for you. And if you can truly say, okay, this happened and it didn't feel good, right? Well, it still happened for you. What did you learn from it? Now you're aware. Everything's awareness. So I tell everybody all the time, I'm like, everything's awareness. Now you know that that's not what you prefer, right? But I assume 
every single time I come in contact with someone, every single time, whether I'm in line with them at the grocery store, or it's a parent of my child's friend that we're having a play date, or I go to a workshop and like, I'm sitting next to somebody like I assume everything happens on purpose and for a reason. And there's something that we're supposed to grow our awareness in together. Like you're either supposed to learn something from me or I'm supposed to learn something from you, or we're supposed to, we have like the same ideas. Like I assume the law of attraction is working all the time. And so I'm constantly looking for it. So many people say like, how did you get, like, not only did you grow one seven figure business, well, now you've grown another seven, like, how did you do that? And it's just like, it's not that I'm like switched on all the time. I just know that everything in life is happening for me. So if that's you can rest, the you way can it rest is, night and I don't, oh, 100%. Yes. absolutely. Like, and even living in Barbados now, like there's a lot of days that I'm like, oh, I'm hanging out at the beach or I'm doing like, it's not that I'm like, there's no grind and hustle in my life anymore. What there is, is me searching for evidence that what I want is being given to me and it's going to be given to me in the most convenient way possible. Right. right. And it might come through a person or it might come through an opportunity, but it's going to come through something. But if I'm too busy, because this was me up until 10 years ago, I was too busy in my to-do list to notice anything. My to-do list was like, I had lit, I'm not kidding. I don't, oh my God. I I had lists for my lists. And I was just so into my list and like that defined my worth. Like when I got through my list, I was like, woo, I'm a rock star. But really my whole yes. list kept me in the moment. It didn't, even, oh. it didn't do anything to move me forward. Right. So it's like when I got out, stepped out of my list. Right. And I always look mm-hmm. at it, like, think of like Mary Poppins. Everybody knows Mary Poppins, right? When they jump into the, you know, the sidewalk chalk or the whatever, and they like, they're hopping into like, this is what life could be like. Right. And it's like, that's where they're using their imaginations and everything's so much brighter and colorful and it's just beautiful. Right. And it's like, but what if that was real life and the way we're like, la, 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 here's my to-do list. What if that's fake? That's right. What if, right. And so that's what I I assume I'm like, I'm supposed to, it's as long as I'm paying attention to what I'm, where I'm going and what I'm doing and the evidence that's being given to me. It's so true. And it's such a journey. And even once we get there, it's hard. Like I'm a to-do list person and then I get away from it and I'm in the flow and I do what I want to for the day, what I feel like is creative or who can I serve? And I feel that calling. And then the to-do list will slip back in or the guilt of not working a to-do list or checking it off, like all the old programming will slip back in. And I think even if we arrive, whatever that arrival moment is, is that it's always a journey of making sure that we're surrounded by the right people, that we're on that, on our authentic path and not somebody else's. And so what a gift you are. And I'm so thankful for this time. And I just felt, I kept getting goosebumps. I'm like, oh my gosh, I know so many people needed to hear this. Oh my gosh, I needed to hear this again. And so it's so nice having you on. So how can people find you? So you can uh, join us at Pursuit Institute. You can follow me at Dylan Miller on Instagram, Facebook, all the places, YouTube. Um, but I'm also the CEO of the Pursuit Institute. So you can uh, join us on all the places for that as well. Great. And I'll put all that in the show notes. So you can just click in the show notes and find her easily. Thank you, Dylan, for an awesome, awesome experience with you. And just thank you for sharing your journey. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us. And I hope you enjoyed today's show. And remember, good friends don't keep great messages to themselves. So keep the ripples moving and share this episode with your friends. Also, wherever you listen to podcasts, please take a moment to review or download this episode. I would love to connect with you. Regardless of where you're at on your journey, 
Maybe you're feeling like you can't set sail or maybe you're out there rocking the open seas. Find me at autumnshields.com or on social and say hello. If you would like a complimentary coaching sesh, all you have to do is click on let's connect and let me know three things you would like to get out of the conversation and we will make it happen. So make today the day you decide to live your life alive and leave room for the unimaginable. So until next time, keep following the nudges.